We are part of their family. Let's be born again. Part of their family. Who's like no
But because this is live, I cannot answer you, but I'm sure we'll get back to you at the right time and provide answers to your questions and give you thanks on your contributions. So, once again, let me introduce my family to you. I have Edwin here, and I have Felicia, who is my wife. Edwin is my second born, and then I have Sydney sitting here, that's my first born, and Ivan uh, is my last born, and they are all the orphans. So this is the family. Now, we're going to discuss about the ideal home. When you say an ideal home, what does that mean? Now, if we have such a home called an ideal home, then our world will be a nice place to live. First, to have a perfect home, well, you know, uh, means that we need to have a perfect guide. And the only perfect guide that we can think about is God himself. If God has the home, and also God controls the home and guides the home, things will be better for everyone. But since we have removed God from our daily lives, things will continue to deteriorate in our home. So it's important that if you are thinking of having an ideal home, I will recommend that you make God the head of your house and things will be better for you. You see, to have a peaceful world, it begins from the home. As the saying goes, charity begins at home. Charity begins at home. Now, even though marriage is not compulsory, right? Marriage is not compulsory. But because God wants us to have a better home, he recommend the scripture command that we have we have to marry those who are mature men, right? And have children that they can, you know, control and you know dedicate this home to God. So what I'm saying is every perfect world will need to begin with a perfect home. But you can begin a perfect home without an ideal marriage as God designed from the beginning. So if you read 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 2, God's word advises every mature man to have his own wife and each woman to have her own husband. So if you can read for me, uh, Ivan, from 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 2, and... Uh, Viewers, we're going to read this uh, uh, quotation, 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 2. I would like Ivan to read so that we know why probably we as men and women should marry. Okay? But because of the temptation of sexual immorality, each man should have his own wife and each woman her own husband. Okay. So here, the scripture is saying that, as I put it earlier on, that marriage is not compulsory, right? God does not force anyone to marry. But Paul here advises men and women that because 
of sexual immorality or temptation, right? He advises, or he advises that every man should have his own wife and every woman her own husband. So it is important you understand this. What this means is that if a man or a woman desire to have sex, then marriage becomes the only option according to God's word. Only marriage. You can have this without marriage. It will be sinful and evil in the sight of God to have sex before or outside the marriage. And I believe you guys, uh, you know, this will sound weird in your ears since this is not the practice you see around you. Right, especially among the youth which you find yourself. Now, sex has become fun or a form of entertainment in this generation, regardless of the reason why God made it. Sex was not meant for the unmarried, but for the married. Now, children conceive or born out of sexual promiscuity or indiscriminate sex are those who were not planned for. They are not planned for. Therefore, they are either killed through abortion or if they are allowed to live at all, will not receive any parental love or care because these babies were in the first place conceived by accident. They were not planned for and therefore they are not welcome in the homes. You see, children born under wedlock situations most of the time, do not get into good homes. They are either raised by a single parent or are rejected by both parents. It's very sad that these days, these innocent children found themselves in this situation. In an ideal home situation, children are raised by both the man and the woman as God made it from the beginning. But in our generation, marriage is abused, destroyed, and not respected. And the reason why, there are a lot of broken homes and juvenile delinquency. According to God's word, I want everyone to read Hebrews chapter 13, verse 4, how God view marriage and how God want our marriages to be made. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 4. And if you can read that for me, please. Marriage is to be honored by all and the marriage bed kept undefiled because God will judge the sexual, sexually immoral and adulterous. Right. So did you hear that? Marriage should be held in honor among all. So if you say you are a married person, God said you need to honor your marriage. Okay, and let the marriage bed be undefiled, for God is going to judge the sexually immoral and adulterous people. So we have a problem here, because today marriages have been broken. Today people do not respect marriage, but here God's word says, God the Almighty is going to judge those who joke with their marriages. And that is why it is important we understand this. You understand? 
Now what we have at stake in this generation is that now we have safe, same sex marriages which has been accepted in our generation. And this is destroying the very fabric of the home that God you know, designed or made. In Genesis chapter 1 verse 27 and 28, God put the man and the woman together, blessed them and told them to be fruitful. That means they should bear children. So Felicia, if you can read uh, Genesis chapter 1 verse 27 and 28 and let's see what God's word is saying you know, about why a man and a woman was made in the first place. Genesis chapter 1, if you can raise your voice for and 28. Yeah. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. And God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fearful and multiply, and fill the earth, and subdue it. And have dominion over the flesh, the fish, of the sea and over the beds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Thank you very much, uh, my dear. Uh, here we read from Genesis the very beginning, the very day that God made a man and a woman. The reason behind God making them is that first He made them in His own image, right? Put them together blessed them and said to them be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it so this is the reasons behind why a man and a woman was made be fruitful god who have chosen to make a man and a man that is adam and Steve, or he could have take, uh, chosen to make a woman and a woman that is naomi and patricia that god said they want, uh, you want these two individuals to be fruitful. In that case, you can't put two males together and ensure that they, you know, bring up what? Their offerings. It will not work. So if today we are accepting, you know, same-sex marriages, then it means that uh, can you stop? Press the stop for me. I think somebody's trying to uh, me. It means that um, we are, you know, destroying the very purpose that God made the opposite sex. So we have to be aware of that. I need to chip this in because this has been accepted in our society. The school children have been taught about this. Now, if you have a kid in school, he's planning to either a male go with male or a female go with a female because this is what they've been taught. And this destroyed the very fabric of what? The home that God made. So it's important we have, uh, we, 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 we know this. Now, these two individuals, these two people that God made, I mean the man and the woman are responsible to feed, protect, clothe, and also care for and love the children they will bring into the world. You see, many people these days are struggling to have home as God designed. And this is because we live in a generation where single parenting 
is on the increase as people defy God's orders to marry. Right. There can't be a better home if kids or children are raised by only one parent instead of the two. Because the man has some characteristics which is different from the woman. And the woman too has some characteristics which is different from the man. So God wants both parents to ensure that they, uh, they what do you call it, still, they are, you know, uh, um, their characters or their, uh, the part they play into the upbringing of these children. So it cannot be that um, only one parent can achieve this. It takes two to tango. So you can understand that there cannot be a better home where only one parent instead of two raise children. I know there can be reason why there's only one parent. There can be a death of the parent or a parent. There can be divorce or an irresponsible parent. Still, something will be lacking in the upbringing of these innocent children if they are raised by only one parent. In fact, there are many people today who say that they practice you know, Christian religion, but they fail to use the word of God to guide and raise their own children. Viewers, if you want to enjoy a perfect home, I recommend that you use the Bible principles to raise your family. Even if you do not want to practice Christian religion, these principles will bring peace and joy into your homes. And that is how God designed a home. You want peace and joy coming. But where we remove God from the equation, it will be difficult for us to get this perfect home. So the final quotation I want us to read is from Deuteronomy chapter Deuteronomy chapter six verse six to nine and Sydney I would like you to read that for me. Just see the importance of you know communicating to your children about God. Sydney read that for me. Deuteronomy chapter six verses six to nine mm -hmm. it says and these and these words I command you today shall be on your heart. You, can, you shall teach them diligently to your children. You shall talk to them when you sit in the house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down and when you rise. You shall bind them as on your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. Okay. So you hear this, my dear? What God is saying that for you to get a perfect home, it is important you use God as your guide. And the only way you can bring God into the equation is to use His Word, which is the Bible. Okay. And God is saying here, He told the Israelites, the Jews, He said, These words, uh, Moses said, these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. So parents, you need to put these words in your heart, on your heart. 
right? And you don't only put it in your heart, but what? You shall teach them diligently to your children. So if you have God's word, you have to pass it on to your children, right? And you shall talk of them when you sit in your house. So as we sit around, that is why it's important we have, you know, taken it as our responsibility as parents to discuss the word of God with our children. Because we know that if we want a perfect home, the only guide is God. And the only way we can bring God into the equation is to study his word. So we as a parent, we study the word and then we have to teach our children. And then he said again that, and when you walk by the way, okay, you also teach your children. As you go along, you teach them. And when you lie down, before you go to bed, you also guide them. Sometimes you have some parents, when their children go to bed, they read some bedtime stories to them. Right. Sometimes it will be good if you end these bedtime stories telling about, you know, God to your child. It will help them. Okay. Discuss the love of God to these children. So if we want the home to be a perfect house, it's important that we let God be our guide by reading his word. Right. And then he said, you shall bind them as a sign, okay, on your hand. And you shall be a frontless between your eyes. Uh, uh, they shall be frontless between your eyes. And you shall write them on your doorstep of your house and on your gate. So, why are you to write this God's word on your doorstep? Because if you want God to guide your home, His words have to stay in your house. And you have to pass it on to your children. Many homes are broken because God is taken out of the equation. We live in a society where we have accepted, you know, same-sex marriage. Now let me ask you a question. If a man and a man are partners and they adopt children, which today they allow, okay, these same-sex people to adopt children because they call something like human rights. Now the question is, think about it. If two male partners are raising a girl, how will they train this girl to be a lady or a woman that the world needs? Think about it. So that is why I'm saying today we have destroyed the very fabric that God, you know, made about what? Uh, 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 the family. This is not how God designed a home. But our world is turning upside down. Things are definitely falling apart. Things are not working. And that is why we have children on the streets. Because they are not coming from home which is being guided by God. Now this is where we're going to, you know, end our introduction today. The first series is only introduction. To tell you what an ideal home has to be. That if you want ideal home, we have to invite God as our guide. And the only way we can do that is to ensure that we use his word to control 
our homes. So, this is where we're going to end. Uh, as I said, if you have any comment, question, or any contribution, you can put on the comment area and I will get back to you. Thank you so much. Now, we have a lot of, you know, programs for our youth. So, uh, Edwin, if somebody is in Glasgow, uh, where would you, you know, direct him to? In case he's in Glasgow listening to us and he wants a program for his children. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's in Cumbernauld, um, Cumbernauld Town Centre. Uh, two, two current place and the current offices in the town centre. We also have a website, just Google Cumbernauld Church of Christ. Instagram, Google Cumbernauld Church of um, Search Cumbernauld Church of Christ. Facebook, again Cumbernauld Church of Christ. All our details will be on there. Alright. So, wherever you are listening to me from, there's Church of Christ there. We have programs for our children. Please take time to visit them. Okay? They welcome you, welcome your children and uh, study with them and trying to help you to model your children in the way that God wants. God bless you that you always find time to follow us. Bye-bye from the offense. <laughs>